Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I'd like to call to order the Finance Committee meeting for Thursday, February 15, 2024, to order at 6 p.m. Roll call, please. LaFlam. Here. Zagorowski. Here. Balakir. Here. Brooks. Labrie. Here. Councilor Brooks. Councilor Brooks, are you on? I see you're on. You must be muted. Okay, we'll just put him as not attending yet. Okay, in compliance with the open meeting law, the city of Chickpea is recording this meeting. Is anyone in the audience video or audio taping this meeting? If so, please state the reason for doing so in the name of your organization. Chickpea Register, thank you. Is there anyone on Zoom recording or taping this meeting? Please say your name and reason for doing so. Seeing none, we're going to uh, start with item one on our agenda. Order that the sum of $73,390 be and hereby is appropriated to the following name account. Please special account for building renovations, account number 121-0004-58506. Set amount is to be taken from available funds in the stabilization fund, capital budget account number 84001008-599980. Okay, so is there anyone here representing the police department? If so, if you can come up to the table here, preferably on one of the sides, Chief. Thank you. Thank you, Chief, for coming. Uh, first of all, uh, I, I just want to thank the Chief. Uh, I had a conversation with him after our City Council meeting regarding this issue and, and uh, worked with him to invite all City Councilors. Many of us already have went, but it's particularly the new ones to go to the Police Department, to see the Police Department, what needed to be done, as well as uh, get a tour. So thank you for doing that on behalf of the Council and those that have not been able to go, uh, they will go in the, in the future. Okay, Chief, if you could do a little ex explanation of, of the $73,390, what it was for, what it's going to be used for. Sure, there were five areas within the police department uh, that were not remodeled approximately eight years ago when uh, the main remodel project went through. That was the detective bureau, an interview room, um, my administrative assistance office, a storage closet and the prisoner booking area. And uh, the counselors that walked through yesterday, as I, I showed them, the, the areas are, are outdated. The, the lighting in there is insufficient for, for our needs. And we want to bring it up to, to specs with the rest of the building that was completed eight years ago. And that, if I may, that was not part of the first phase. Correct. Okay. Okay. I have no problem. I've, I've already went over and looked at it, and, and my questions were answered by you earlier. Is there any counselor that have a question? No. Contra Ballack here. Yeah, thank you. Uh, thanks, Mr. President. Um, Chief, uh, quick, two, two quick questions for you, please. Um, when would this project be starting, and what is the projected length of this project, please? How long is it going to take, please? Uh, Facilities Director Dave Rice has been working with the contractor. Mm -hmm. uh, I believe 
that depending on when uh, the funds were allocated, we were planning to start within 30 days. And I would foresee probably about a six weeks start to finish to get that uh, project completed. Okay, thank you very much, Chief. You're welcome. That's it. Councilor Brooks, are you online on Zoom? Yes, I am. Okay. Uh, participating this evening on Zoom will be Councilor Brooks. Uh, we uh, we called you three times. There was no response. So I see your name. So thank you. Do you have any comments, Shane, or questions? Not in this order, no. Is there any public input on this question of item number one on the agenda for public input? Is there anyone on Zoom for public input on item number one? Any questions on Zoom on item number one? Seeing none, we'll take a roll call. Motion to close public input. Motion made to close public input on that, item one. Roll call. LaFlam? Yes. Zigarowski? Yes. Balakir? Yes. Brooks? Yes. Labrie? Yes. And that's closed. Okay, now I'll take a motion to appropriate the $73,390 for the police department budget. Motion to appropriate $73,399. Motion made and second that we approve $73,390 to the police department. Uh, item number one. Roll call, please. LaFlam? Yes. Zigarowski? Yes. Balakir? Yes. Brooks? Yes. Labrie? Yes. Five zero. And the motion passes. Thank, Thank you, you, Chief, for coming in. Oh, thanks, Chief. Thanks, Chief. Okay, before we go to item number two, if the commissioners could please sit around the table here and uh, so that the public can see you through that way, you can sit around this table for questions instead of one at a time if you'd like to sit around the table. And the, the golf, yes. And the auditor, yes. She's part of it. Yeah, you're part of item number one and the city auditor. Also, I believe participating this evening on Zoom uh, is uh, Commissioner Glenn LaPlante. Is that correct? Glenn LaPlante. Thank you. Okay. Okay, item number two. Be it ordered that the Golf Pro, Golf Commission and Auditor for the city of Chicago, come before the finance committee to discuss the department's expenses, revenue, and status of becoming self-sufficient, self-supporting. Okay. Um, we'll go with this one here. We'll do public input first because there's there's quite a bit of it. If you like, um, let's do public input first. Anyone here for public input from the floor? Just come on up to the mic. Susan Goff, 4 Kurt Street in Chicopee. Um, the golf course has continually lost money within the last 10 years. They've lost close to $2 million or over $2 million. Tax bills in Chicopee have increased. The golf course pays no property tax, so we're losing revenue there on all those acres of land. Chickabee carries the liability for the, the liquor license and the golf course. 
So if something happens, it's chickadee's responsibility. The price for everything has gone up and I understand that. I've had to adjust my budget to reflect those price increases. If I can't afford it, I don't buy it. Essential necessary services are police, fire, DPW, our schools, our senior center, and our veterans. The golf course is not an essential service. It's a luxury that most people in Chicopee can't afford. Parks, bike path, the boat ramp, that's all free. Those are all recreations that are free, that people can do without a cost to them. In 2011, the golf course was paid at a cost of $65,000. That year, they lost $115,000. So that means the taxpayers paid for that golf course to be paid. I can't even get any streets paved. I can't. I keep asking to have our streets paved. We don't have money for that, but yes, yet we have money to pave at the golf course at the taxpayer's expense. The taxpayers should be paying for essential services and for services that benefit everybody in the city to have their roads paved, to have safe, safe streets, the police department, the schools, the DPW. Essential services are not a luxury, not like the golf course. Thank you. Thank you. Anyone else for public input from the floor? Lisa Jensen, 34 Everett Street. I actually wish you would have done the discussion first um, so that we could hear about the revenues from the golf course, um, because I think it's a disservice to the public that's come here to hear what the discussion is. And and um, I'm, I'm not against the golf course, um, but I am concerned with the way the dialogue has been going, that it seems like there can't be any discussion on the on the cost and the revenues. And I did sit through all the budget hearings last year um, and they were it was eye-opening because basically those budgets came in, some questions were asked and then they were approved. So there really isn't any discussion on revenues and I don't think it's just the golf course. I think it has to be the revenues across the city um, because those are changing and, and the public has a lot more access to that knowledge. I pulled the cherry sheets for the past couple of years. That's all online. I pulled the revenues for the city of Chicopee all online, the itemized budget stuff that's all online from the auditor's office. So uh, the division of um, local services, all of that information is there. And I guess, you know, we want to know when you look at things like the, the cannabis impact fee, which had an estimate for fiscal year 2023 of 1.3 million, the actual was $292,777. 
that's a big difference. That was revenue for us. So I really think it behooves the city council to be questioning all the revenue. Because when you go to the city council meetings, what you see is requests come in for money and, and it's sacrilege for the public to question the money. So this isn't about being against the golf course. This is about knowing how our tax dollars are being used. I don't care who's on the golf commission. I don't care how many members, you know, how many people go to the golf course. I think it's a, you know, it's a good thing. The junior tournament is a good thing. Um, I, I don't care who's friends with who in the neighborhood. What I care about is the money coming into the city and if it's being used in the best way. And does that mean that that unfortunately some things become a lower priority because streets, which we all know are in rough condition, are a higher priority? Then so be it. But that's what the discussion has to be. Thank you. Thank you very much. Is there any other comments from the floor? Sue Nemchik, James Street. I've never played golf. Okay, all the other sports, yes, throughout high school and everything. But when I did hit the golf ball, it would go far, about a foot above the ground though, but it went far. But I know one thing through all my childhood and everything, not everyone was playing golf. So is it essential? I don't want to take the power away from golf or anything like that. But some of the comments today were spot on in terms of budgets, in terms of, you know, citizens, children, our budget, uh, seniors, and where is, are the essentials for the budget to meet? Okay. The other thing is, don't want to be crude or anything like that. Members of the council or any of the city officials, are they also on your board or however it's set up? Is there a conflict there? Not that you're an athlete and that you love golf, but is there a conflict of interest there? Or at least tell the public that you're on the board as well as the council or subcommittees or whatever. So everyone is entitled to know who's who, always the truth, the factuals and the actuals, so that people are aware. And I always go back to essentials and budgets because I look for champions who will tell the truth and represent. And thank goodness, Susan, you're proving yourself a champion. So well done. And I hopefully it's not just one champion for the whole council, but 13. And I think 13 is a lucky number. And for representation, especially in this day and age, with budgets all across the nation in dire straits. I'm kind of appalled that, you know, the statistics, 2 million over the past number of years, that's now. I mean, I've been self-employed for since 1983 and helping clients to retirement and lifelong incomes that just keep increasing even if their cash goes down to zero. And whenever I sit in front of a client, I want the very, very best. Just like when I come here on a freaking freezing evening, a better, better, best chickpea in all avenues for children, for seniors, and also the peanut butter and marshmallow, the in-betweeners. 
Okay. So please consider this in terms of service to the public so they know everything. Thank you. Sorry. Anyone else for public input from the floor? Thank you, counselors, um, the public. Thank you for coming down. My name is Mary Beth Costello. And um, address, please. I'm living at uh, 66 Boss Avenue. Thank, Thank you. you. Um, I have been reading a lot in the media about the state revenues are down and that the governor has asked cities, towns, different state agencies to cut their budget. So we have to look at that. We have to look as a, as a me as a taxpayer, as well as a member of the city, um, that where are we going to make these cuts? It has been suggested schools. And as a 24-year member of the school committee, that's not the way to go coming out of a pandemic. But if the money and the state revenues are not there, then we have to make cuts. Public safety. We had uh, our police chief here who's done an outstanding job as police chief. We have a great police department. I was there yesterday on the tour, very happy. As a former probation officer, I went out with them on home visits, very professional. Again, are they going to get cut? Senior citizens, are they going to get cut? So the question is, where's the golf course going to get cut? If we have to cut all these departments because state revenues are down, no, no department may be exempt in this. This is something we have to deal with. But thank you for your time. Thank you. Is there anyone else from the floor for public input? Excuse me, Stan Walzak, 33 LaRiviere Drive. Uh, my reasoning today is to talk about service to the people of Chicopee and what the golf course provides. Uh, it's one of the top golf courses, not only in Massachusetts, but throughout New England. And, you know, one of the things I'm proud about the golf course is how it helps many of the other nonprofits in this city. Um, I'm a volunteer at Lorraine Soup Kitchen. Uh, my wife is treasurer at the Soup Kitchen. So let me just say, first of all, last year the golf tournament at Lorraine's raised $17,500. Where did that money go? It helped people with food insecurity. Today, from 10 to 2, people came to get food distribution. 
about 30 or 40 people. This evening from four to six, 130 people were served. And we also have a mobile van that goes around to 16 sites every month in the city. Where did they get all this money from? They got it from the golf course, $17,500. And Lorraine's is not the only one that is a benefactor from the golf course. Let me just read a few other people that benefit very well. Chigabee Boys and Girls Club, Sunshine Village, St. Stan School, Chigabee Portuguese Club, and give out $1,000 worth of scholarships every year. Friends of the Chigabee Library, another group that raised almost $16,000 as a result of having a golf tournament at Chigabee Country Club. So, there is some benefit to the community, and this golf course helps a lot of people. Thank you. Thank you. Is there anyone else from the floor for public input? Please come to the mic. My name's Eugene Prisbillowitz, 11 Caddyshack Drive, Chickabee. And I'm just going to expand a little on what Stan says about the fundraising that goes on there and, and the things they support. And also, people don't realize that this is a park. It's a park just like any other park in the city. Thing is, this does bring in some revenue like the other parks. Mrs. Goff said they're free. Nothing's free. I learned that a long time ago. I've lived here 71 years. Nothing is free. If you believe that, I got a bridge I can sell you. The other thing, this is an extension of the senior center. And you're all scratching your heads, why? Monday through Friday, every nine minutes, starting at 6 a.m., this course sends out seniors. Over 90% of the golfers are seniors. Not every senior goes to the senior center. It's a great place. You can socialize. You can have your coffee there. You guys see the advertisements on TV. You can do your yoga. It still costs the city money. This, this is an extension of the senior center. These people don't go there and play cards, or maybe they do. Maybe they go and play billiards after they got down with their round of golf. But every day that course is filled with seniors, Monday through Friday. Most other people are working. Like I said, it's every nine minutes. And instead of just looking at figures on paper, being a paper pusher, some of these people, if they can find a golf course, should stop by and take a look, spend some time there and see what actually goes on. I think the wording at the end, country club, messes people up. They think it's the Ritz. The course is in great shape. It's a jewel. It's probably one of the only jewels the city has. Thank you. Thank you. Is there any other comments from the floor?
Hello, my name is David Rossi. I live at 106 Morrow Drive, Chickabee. I wasn't going to say much, but I did want to say it right. I played in a corporate league for Monarch Life Insurance Company and Mass Mutual Life Insurance Company at the Chickabee Country Club for years. I believe it still goes on there. As far as the prices, I mean, they could raise the prices on stuff like that. I mean, everybody loved that course. Everybody loves that course. They still love it. So I think there's ways as far as there's ways to bring in better revenue and stuff like that. I mean, as they all said, it is a gem of the city. It brings a lot of people into the city. And you're looking at building up that Burnett Road area. I mean, you know, it brings people all along that entire corridor. I mean, you see the traffic flow that comes in along that corridor. I mean, it's quite a bit. I think there's things that can be done at the country club to generate better revenues. I believe with this woman here, I believe we all need to just look at the budget, see where everything lies. I believe there's trimming in other departments that could be done, certainly. You know, and I'm not saying that the golf course is exempt. But I mean, I am saying, you know, after all these years, I mean, living in that area, the people in that area, people throughout the city enjoy that park. And that's what it is. It's a park. You know what I'm saying? And so with that being said, I think there's a way to generate better revenues. We can look at the finances. And I still think it's something that the city truly is. It's a, it's a gem and it is known for. And we should definitely keep it going. Thank you. Thank you. Any other? Any other ones from the floor? Any others from the floor? Is there any comments from Zoom? Is there any comments from Zoom? Motion to close public input. Motion made it second to close public input. Roll call. LaFlam? Yes. Borowski? Yes. Balakir? Yes. Brooks? Yes. Labrie? Yes. And the motion passes. Okay, at this time, I'm going to turn it over to Mike to give his presentation of, uh, for, and then we'll ask questions after. So we're not going back and forth here. We'll let you do a little presentation, then you can fill in the blanks. Sure. Uh, thank you. Colin. And if you could, every time you talk, folks, just say your name. First name is fine, because they have to get it off the, so that people, we can do the uh, transcript. Uh, Mike O'Neill, Director of Golf at Chicopee Country Club. Uh a lot of good input from the public uh, input. Um, obviously, being at that golf course uh, for a number of years now, <clears throat> I've watched it. Uh, I've been there for about 10 years. And when I started, it was not in the best of shape. Uh, and they did, uh, the golf commission did hire an outside entity uh, to take care of the maintenance of the golf course. I had played there 12, 13 years ago, and it was in very, very poor shape. And I believe at that time, the numbers were down. Um, but since then, each year, uh, Rome wasn't built in a day, and it takes a long time for the golf course to get in the nice condition. And the, the management company that we've had, uh, International Golf Management, uh, they've been they've been on there each each year that I've been there, and they've done a tremendous job turning that golf course around, but to be in spectacular condition. And I think that was the golf commission's uh, foresight. I think it was 11 years ago when they first went out and and brought this uh, this company on. And just just so the public knows, uh, the contract I believe the first year was three years, and then uh, every Every year the contract's up, it does go out for request for proposal. So it's open for anybody to put a bid in for, for the job. Uh, just so happened this, this past year, nobody uh, did bid against them. So they are on for another five years uh, that just went into effect uh, this past month. 
Uh, we're very happy to have them. They they continue to help our revenues go up um, each year. It has been uh, going up, increasing every year. The expenses, yes, there are quite a bit. Uh, I don't know how many of you are aware. Uh, the year, I think it was in 2013, the city did go out and get a new irrigation system. Uh, that's a $1.8 million bond. So each year we get hit with $130,000 uh, of that bond plus the interest, which every year we're basically starting off, and, and this is a rough number, as little as 165000 in the red and Earlier on, in in when the bond first came out, it was over two hundred thousand in the red. So it it is tough to make that up. But I will say, uh, since COVID in two thousand twenty, with that bond being set aside, and I realize it's it's part of the expenses. It's there, and it will be there for another three years. But without that bond, we would have been in in the black three hundred and fifty thousand. So. Uh, yes, we have been close to 2 million or, or so that in the red over the last 10 years, but I will say with increasing our revenue each year, and by doing that, we have been raising prices. Uh, we've been raising prices pretty much yearly, but we have to stay in the ball game with the other municipal golf courses. We cannot price ourselves out of it because if you do, people are going to pick up and just go to another golf course, no matter how great your golf course is, condition-wise, service-wise. So we want to be in that ballpark. But we know we're heading in the right direction. We are confident that our revenues are increasing each year, and in time, it will level off a little better with the expense. Um, but I just wanted to make it known that that is a that is a big part of our expenses, that that bond that we are paying back. And we have a few few years left on that, but I think we're uh, we're gonna be in good shape going forward. Okay, is there any other commissioners that would like to speak? How about you? Uh, Glenn, do you have anything on Zoom? I can't see your hand up anywhere. Uh, do you have anything to see uh, as a commissioner? Okay, seeing none. Hold on. Let's speak on this. I can't. I can't hear you. You can't hear. You can't hear me. Okay, I'm sorry. Is there any commissioners that would like to speak on the floor? Well, the only thing I like to say is, uh, could you make sure your mic is on and say your first name, last name for the first time? I got a green light. Is that on? Okay. All right. Tommy, bro. I'm one of those guys you need to five minutes public input. I'm not a good speaker. But anyway, um, I want to talk about the golf course a little bit. Um, I've been a commissioner up, the, up there for quite a few years, on and off. I'm imported by a few mayors. And as like I repeated, like Mike said, um, it's been improving to the point now where we are one of the top golf courses um, in the area. And we um, we have we host the IG uh, the AJGA golf tournament from the juniors. They come worldwide. They um, they play there every year, and they they um, they actually 
complement that course like any uh, more than more courses I ever heard of getting complimented. We had recently we had the superintendent from the uh, Augusta National course where the Masters is held because his daughter was participated in that tournament. And he came up to it, uh, some of the um, staff after, and he couldn't realize this was a public golf course. He says, you know, we have masters, which we have an unlimited amount of money um, to put into a course and unlimited manpower to work on a course. He says, with your group of there, maybe 13, 14 people tops for maintenance in the summer and uh, your pro shop staff, that place is comparable to the masters if other than you know we dress it up with you know millions of dollars of flowers but playing conditions and course wise is second to none he said it, it is it is in great condition and the masters and not the masters but the aga tournament they come in and they put a lot of money into the city of chicopee and the area communities hotels, gas, restaurants. They're there for a week. They come from, a lot, uh, from from all over the world. And they're there all week and they spend that money. And every year that money amount is coming up, uh, up, up to our, um, our uh, what we'd like to see spent in the city. It, it's not something that the taxpayers are, uh, have to absorb. It's something that the taxpayers are gaining on. Meals taxes, sales taxes, gasoline taxes, stuff like that. It doesn't mean a lot to the golf course, but it means a lot to the community. So we're, in, in essence, we are helping the community and um, in that kind of a, a way. Um, like, like Mike said, uh, we got IGM, our cart revenues. Our cart revenues, we bought carts, and our cart revenues um, pay for our carts Tremendously, over and over again. Our, our money goes deposited into the general fund. We don't see any of that money. That, whatever profits we make, it helps towards our thing, but all that money goes to the general fund. Um, I think Sharon could probably talk more about that because she's the expert. But um, other than, than that, I really have much, much, too much more to say on that. Um, you know, we hold major, uh, like uh, one of the uh, public input people said, we hold uh, 25, 30, up to 30 tournaments a year. And usually some organization, usually a nonprofit organization, benefits from our course, uh, from the revenue that they raise there. Um, and, we, and we've been raising our rates. Uh, we study that. We look at it. We raise our rates. And... Um, but there's, like Mike said, there's an where we have to stop so we don't price ourselves out. And 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 our superintendent, I just want to put say we we went to that um, IGM a few years ago, back into sometime 2011 or whatever it was, because we almost lost that course. We had we had we come up to three or four uh, greens, our practice green, uh, a couple of greens on a course. Our we went downhill really went downhill and nobody knew why. So we decided we had to do something about it. Uh, and we figured that we could save money through um, vacations and retirement, sick leave, whatever benefits they had. And we did. And 
we uh, went that way and believe me i i believe that was the right way to go and and the way way to continue because our superintendent is probably well known throughout new england and probably the east as being one of the best when we were going to hire him i remember years ago um tommy dorico was still there and I asked Tom, I says, uh, his name was mentioned as being the superintendent at the course if they got hired. I asked Tommy, I says, Tommy, is that is that gentleman, you, you're in the golf world. He says, he's one of the best in New England. And believe me, uh, we made a real good choice there. He um, he brought that course back, he, he, uh, the three greens. And I don't know if any people know how much greens are. Greens are very expensive. Some some greens are up to, uh, to $90,000, $100,000 of value uh so i mean plus we have 20 greens at that course that's a lot a lot of greens to to make sure that guy goes out in the middle of a, every day he goes out and he checks every green because you have to be very proactive and maintaining turf funguses can come in overnight and wipe out a good part of your green if you don't pick it up uh, it's something that people need uh, don't understand and, and they need that kind of a, a eye on that course i think that's about all i have to say um i just want to you know you know we we are we are uh, we are probably uh, one of the biggest assets in the city of chigabee right now we have zot park we have the pools i mean if you look at a pool when that goes how much money it, it costs for the um uh, filtration system and stuff like that. I remember years ago we were spending millions of dollars on filtration systems, and and you know and that's not bringing in revenue. Um, I think it's been proven by um, our, our um, revenue guidelines and all that that we are doing and we are making revenue. It's not revenue because. On, on the black side where we like most of the times, like we'd like to see it. It's on the red because of that bond. Like Michael said, if it wasn't for that bond, we'd be a revenue producer. So, and, and as far as going, uh, we, we, we've asked several times in the, in the past about maybe being self-sustaining and going to that kind of a thing. Um, and we were told it's not a very good idea because our, our, our business, can, uh, one of our big, um, asset, or not an asset, but contention out there is weather. We have no control over the weather. Rain, uh, uh, frost delays in the morning, those kind of things. Uh, this this last uh, year, we lost over 30 days in rain and, and frost delays. That's a lot of revenue, but we can't do anything about that. It's out of our control. You know, uh, you know hopefully God will be with us uh, and we can get better weather, but that's one of the things that we have no control of. So, um, I I think I said enough. Um, but I'll uh, leave it to you guys to ask questions. Okay, thank you, uh, Glenn Laplante. Yes, can you hear me, uh, Chairman? Yes, I can. Go ahead, Glenn. Yeah, uh, thank you, Chairman Laplante. Uh, my name is Glenn Laplante. I am a golf commissioner here. I live in Angela Drive. Um, I had a pleasure as a young young child to uh, actually work at the golf course where the summer programs were available through the city. And it, it definitely uh, gave me an interest and it, it definitely gave me the willing to be a part of 
the golf course in some way, uh, shape or form. Uh, I don't golf a lot, but I have every interest in the golf course and I know the beauty behind it. But a couple of things that I think are very important here is, is, is the, the bond. The bond is a huge, huge, I, I'm a small businessman. I understand the bond is a huge, huge thing. Uh, the bond is being paid by the golf course, by the revenues we take in. Uh, as Mr. Roback said, you know, the swimming pools are an expense. They sell passes for the swimming pools. They're not bringing in any way, shape or form the amount of money they would need to repair the swimming pools. We are bringing in a lot of money to the city. Uh, and if we weren't didn't have a bond, we would be on the plus side. There's no doubt about it. You know, we're only a couple of years away from the bond. And, you know, every year since I've been on the commission, we have increased sales. Uh, I also wanted to make another point. Um, the, the golf course itself a year, uh, we, we basically, you know, rate how many rounds you get in on a golf course. And a lot of that depends on weather. So based on that alone, last year, 37,000 people played golf at Chickabee Country Club. 37,000. Okay, that does not include the people that come to use the driving range or the clinics that uh, our director puts on or uh, the ladies clinics, the youth camps, uh, the high school teams that play both Chickabee High Comp and the visiting teams play at Chickabee there. And people come to the restaurant, not just to golf, just to have, you know, dinner, lunch. So there's well over 40,000 people that step foot on that property. And that property is a park. The city owns that property. It's a park. It's available to anybody that wants to go there. It's not just available to people that want to golf. So that's a lot of people that touch foot on, on that property. Um, and, uh, you know, and one of the other things I just want to let known is that, okay, we do not get discounted anything. Okay. We pay the highest rate as everybody else does for our water bill. And what does the golf course need most is water. You need water and fertilizer to have grass grow in order to have the course in great shape. Okay, so, hey, our water bill is extreme. We've asked if we could get a rate a discount on our water. We pay a regular same rate as everybody else pays in the city. So I, I think, you know, when you're looking at departments, golf course is a department, but I don't know any other department in the city of Chicopee whether it be the forestry, the water, that actually raises income to offset the cost to maintain their products, maintain their building, maintain their course. No other department that I know of actually brings in revenue, and especially the kind of revenue that the golf course will bring in. And I appreciate the time to speak, uh, and I'm available for any questions, and I thank you. Thank you. Uh, if you could put your hand down now, so next time I'll see if you're putting it up. Glenn. Yep. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay, with that said, um, I'm just going to ask, I'm going to start by asking just a couple of questions here, uh, back and forth, and then end up, why don't we, uh, are, is the committee all set? I'm going to ask uh, Sharon, um, Sharon, uh, or could you give us the difference between if this was privatized versus uh, the city running this, the cost, if you know it off the top. You, you're not, not talking self-supporting, you're talking privatizing. Whether so, we privatize it versus the city, the way we're doing it. Okay. This is not the first time this topic has come up. I've been here for 40 years and it seems if, cyclical every, could you just, I'm sorry. No, I thought I had a big mouth. Every, every time um, board changes, commission changes, people think maybe we should move to that. I remember one time we put it out to bid. We're privatizing it no one bid we couldn't get one bite to do that so i don't even know that that's even an option anymore i think we've tried it in, in the amount of time that i 
that I've been working here, I think we tried it twice and I don't think there were any bites. Now, self-supporting, that's that's a different thing. Um, to make somebody a true self-supporting department, it just, you just don't, it has to be voted on. It has to be set up differently. It's its own fund. All of the costs associated with the department move into their budget, their bonds, their interests, their pension fund share, their medical insurance, their unemployment, their workman's comp, anything. All of those things would be included. And those are the things that anybody that's asked me for my golf report, um, many years I've battled with the commissioners because they don't like to see the indirect costs on there, but but they're truly a cost of the department. So if you want to know, is it truly covering its own cost? Um, more times than not, it isn't, but the commissioners are right in what they're saying. It's because of the irrigation bond each year. They start in the hole every year, 150,000. You know, years before that, it was over 200,000. So when you, when you wipe that bond out, that will go away. But of course, with a golf course, there's also always something else to be done, you know, and, and the money has to come from somewhere. So, you know, we all know that. So I'm not saying anything that anybody hasn't thought of, but there, you know, there's a lot of indirect costs and those exist in every department of the city, um, even my own. It's not unique to golf course or any other. And they're, and they're not borne by the department unless it is, set up as a true enterprise fund. And our golf course was never set up or intended to be that way, at least not to this day, it hasn't. Um, you know, I've always showed it this way. So every time the subject comes up, you, you can see it, but the truth be told, if you set it up as a self-supporting department and it doesn't make it, are you gonna close the golf course? Probably not, but then it's just going to be subsidized by the city anyway. They're going to make up the difference. Just like water, just like sewer. Water and sewer haven't doing, been doing so hot the last couple of years either. They have to keep raising their rates. People are complaining. And, you know, it's the same goes for any self-supporting department. So I don't, you know, I don't have a horse in the race. I just say the numbers as they come in. And, uh, you know, I know it's a gem to the city. I'm not a golfer, but I think it, it I think it brings a lot of commerce into Chicopee and I, you know, that's so, all I do. Sharon, could we get a, a revenue versus expense reports uh, so that the city council, in case anybody would call them, want, is it, do, do we, can we get that? Would you like an email to you? I mean, how many years? I mean, I've got a lot of requests from counselors and I've emailed them to I brought 10 years with me, but not oh, you 10 have years 10 years with me. I have 10 years with me, but no, not if, with everybody. But. If you could just get one copy to our office, I can go yeah, and, I can, I can go down and look at it there. Any console yeah, can. I have them. I'll give it to Agnes. Please, if you can get it for all the concerts to look at that, I, I would appreciate that. Sure. Um, I'm going to, um, first, first of all, I want to mention uh, I've been on the golf course for uh, several times. I've never golfed in my life. I don't care to chase a ball. Um, I have other things to do, so I'm not a golfer, but I do know a lot of people that do golf and they love it there. Um, I too work for a big company. I did. I just retired from Mass Mutual. And every time I go places in there, people talk about Chicopee, how that course is in Chicopee. So uh, again, I visited a couple of times and uh, I think you guys are doing a great job. But um, my my next question real quick would be to Mike. Um you you touched on a little bit, but um, 
the golf course regarding because I can I can remember when I first got on um, when, before we privatized the maintenance part of it. When we talk about that, that that's they're not out there to make revenue for us. Um, the equipment as well as everything. Uh, this company takes care of not only the course they they're maintaining all the equipment and we've been buying less. It's been lasting a lot longer. And as well as it's, it's been, been taken care of because I remember going there and it, there was like a cemetery in the back of equipment uh, in the back of the garage there and other equipment. So I think, you know, um, that there alone saved us a lot of money in maintaining that equipment as we do for the rest of the city because uh, equipment uh, trucks are not cheap or anything even your 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 lawn your lawn equipment you're, you've been before us for a couple pieces of equipment without that equipment if it doesn't do good it ruins the parks just no different than what we buy for the parks department every other department i do have some others later but i'm going to start with shane because he's online so i don't forget it he's he won't have to wave his hand to me um, that he's on. Shane, go ahead with your questions. All right. Uh, President Flam, if I could, through the chair to <clears throat> the auditor. Sharon, has, I guess, let me back up. What is the average indirect cost? Because, you know, I work for a large corporation and our average indirect from year to year is hovers around 12 to 13 and a half percent. What's the city's indirect cost? It's a hard thing to gauge depending on, on the number of people in the department and everything as a whole. I mean, the things that we include like with pension fund and stuff like that, you know, I, I've always heard that the norm is about 13, but I come up with the actual, I get what the actual cost is when I, when I, when I'm doing these, I go to, you know, for for um for unemployment. I find out what the actual cost it was to the city for property insurance. We have a composite rate per vehicle. I get the actual rate, Medicare tax share. I figure out exactly what <clears throat> we have to match for every payroll. Um, you know, and like when you're talking the bonds, it's the actual cost of that bonds and interest. So it's it's I don't know that it if you include everything, I think when they're talking those indirect costs, they're talking about personnel related ones, but there's other things included in ours that are not personnel related, like the irrigation system and whatnot, because sure. it's a price borne by the city, but it's not born in that department's budget. It's in, it's in another budget. It's in the treasurer's budget. Okay. And oh. then oh, has governor Healy, reached out directly to the city asking for any money back. I understand there were nine C cuts that were related to, and they were largely re related to revenue that had been allocated, but wasn't going to be fully expended. That was the the girth of her nine C cuts. Um, has there been a direct ask from anyone in state government for the city to revert any monies back? No, no, no. So the nine C cuts were largely effective, affecting state government, not municipalities. Yeah. Okay. And then if, to put it in perspective, if the city attempted to use all the reserves to retire all the debt that we carry through different bonds that the city has taken out over the years, How far in the hole would the city be in general? Well, our, 
our FY24 bond payments, including all funds, now we're, we're including general fund water and sewer, totaled over $16 million. So the biggest part is sewer with a lot of our mandates and our water pollution abatement trust. They're the biggest debt that we carry um, behind them. It's obviously the general fund. Um, most of the big amounts for the general fund are school-related buildings, et cetera. Um, our, you know, our biggest debt that we're carrying right now is the high schools. And they're long projects, so they're on our budget for a long time. Right. So uh, I guess my my point, and not to be, you know, to over, you know, simplify this, if the city attempted present day to retire every penny of every bond, the city would be in a significant debt position. That would be that would be really crazy to do. Because... Oh, absolutely, I, I don't disagree. But my I guess my point being is that we've all collectively as a city understood the function of bonds in order to run not only the golf department, but the city in general. And that's been the accepted business practice that we enter long-term bonds right, to, spread the to accomplish tasks that the city deems necessary. Correct. It's basically to spread the burden out over years instead of tax the taxpayers very large amounts in a short period of time. That's in the that's been the preferred way, and certainly there have been times, depending on the project, that we've used other available funding sources, um, which you've seen over the years: ARPA funds, stabilization, and others. We can, but we don't want to deplete. We don't want to deplete our reserves because, on the flip side, if you have no reserves, you don't get a good interest rate when you borrow. Bond, correct. Half dozen one, six of the other. Right. And I was just trying to draw the distinction about, you know, the negative perception of the golf course carrying a bond when the city in turn carries multiple bonds that will span out far greater than a three year period that the golf course will incur the additional expense related to the irrigation system. And I, I just I think it's inaccurate to to publicly state that the Commonwealth of Massachusetts has asked cities to bear the brunt of some of the cuts that are being made. That's that's not accurate. The the 9C cuts affected only state government. And as far as the state revenue goes, there was an overestimation based on a billionaire's tax that was never going to come to fruition because many of the billionaires who resided in the Commonwealth of Massachusetts, as soon as that tax was implemented, they fled the state. So the state bears some responsibility for not making the appropriate budget revisions based on the lack of revenue that was going to be available. Because if you had 10 billionaires, you're going to get X amount of dollars. Now you got five who flee the state because they don't want to be taxed at that rate when there's much more tax friendly states in New England. You're not going to generate the revenue based on, you know, a fictitious billionaire's tax that was never going to come to bear any fruit for the Commonwealth. I'll ask additional questions later on to give others a chance to ask their first question. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Thank you, Sharon. Okay. You're welcome. Okay, now we'll go to Councillor Labrie. Yes, hi. Uh, thank you for uh, coming tonight. Thank everybody for coming out. Uh, Sharon, uh, could you give me just 
a glimpse of any year, you know, in the last couple of years, the revenue uh, versus the expenses. Uh, we take an X amount of dollars and, and we have, you know, so much in expenses. And what's the shortfall? Is it uh, 2%? Is it 3%? Okay, so let's look at the last year, FY23. And this is on a fiscal year because that's the way the budget falls. It's not on a golf season. Although I've been asked sometimes to do it on a golf season, which really doesn't make sense to me. Um, but in FY23, actual costs. Now for actual costs, we're talking actual salaries, operating expenses, your maintenance agreement, your 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 golf cart lease, any purchase of equipment. Um, let me rephrase that. Any purchase of equipment that wasn't purchased for with revolving funds, only those that came from the general fund, because the golf course does have revolving funds as well and the GPS on their golf course. So their total actual costs for FY23 were 1,286 in round numbers. Now that's actual costs. The revenues for the same year, their actual revenues, which includes games, catering rental, tournament fees, rental of carts, golf lessons, miscellaneous revenue and gift certificates, totaled 1,371. Where it goes astray is when you bring in your indirect costs, which is the one that we've been going around about, your retirement, medical insurance, dental insurance, unemployment, property insurance, vehicle insurance, Medicare tax share, and your bonds and interest, and your administrative support. Now, that's a line item um, that has an accepted methodology for calculating it, which is based on what departments in City Hall provide support to the golf course. Auditing, treasures, payroll, um, our purchasing department, our IT department, any other departments that our law department, anybody that provides a service to the law department. We anybody if if they were self-supporting, like water and sewer, we would charge them an administrative cost. And so when you bring those in, that's another two hundred and twenty-five thousand. That's what brings it in the red. Before that. They're in the black. Okay, by about a hundred thousand. Okay, th thank you for that. Um, you know, I just want to go on record and say that you know I haven't golfed in ten years. I have been down to the golf course a few times, and you know because everybody tells me what great shape it's in. I go down there, and it is beautiful. Uh, scenery is beautiful, um, and in my opinion, there's no better use for that property. Uh, you take that property and try to develop it. There's wetlands everywhere. It just laid out perfect. Uh, I mean, I know there was a, you know, I don't can't remember his name. I'm sure uh, you guys remember who designed the course, uh, you know, and around all those wetlands. Uh, there's no way you could put houses uh, and build things with, with the ponds and the brooks and everything running through it. And again, that's my opinion. Um, so talking about that and, you know, earlier we were talking about, we offer, you know, tennis courts, people don't have to pay, uh, bike paths, people don't have to pay. Uh, we offer organizations use of all our ball fields. And there's many, many ball fields that we, you know, take care of, let the people pay. They don't, you know, the kids don't have to pay. Uh, one thing, you know, in my ward, we had a, a swimming pool. And the cost of the swimming pool was $2 million. Now, we never get anywhere close the money back for the 2 and $3 a badge 
that we charge them. It's it's something that the city offers. Um, it, we have, you know, people want to uh, go bowling. You've got to pay to go bowling. You want to go golfing. You've got to pay to go golfing. Um, and everywhere I go, um, you know, people say, oh, Chickabee. Oh, Chickabee Country Club. You know, maybe years ago they used to say, oh, you got Spalding. Uh, you got Uniroyal. Uh, but now, you know, more and more, I, I hear we got we got that, and it, it's in great shape. And you know, I wouldn't want to privatize it. Um, it's just we have control over it, and I think it is going to make money. And that you know, water irrigation system was much needed. Uh, we got to pay for it, and it should come out of the revenue of you know the golf course, and it is. So for that little money, you know, let's say we lost two hundred twenty-five thousand dollars last year. You know, we, we have Zat Park. Uh, it's a beautiful park. Okay, we all can go walk in Zat Park, but we have a cost. You know, we keep that up. Uh, and, and my guess is it's around a million dollars a year. Uh, three people working out there uh, all the time, and, and it's beautiful. And people walk around Zat Park, which are really city streets. Uh, so, you know, those are it's just my opinion. And I'm not, I haven't golfed in 10 years. Uh, I just think it's a it's a perfect use for that, uh, and and over the years, you know, you know it it's been you know one year and I think 2021 it made some money, uh, but you were talking once the bonds paid off, uh, the, we have the numbers people are going and playing rounds, you know, and they have the number of rounds they played last year, and that that keeps going up, and uh, uh, that's our goal uh, to in your opinion, uh, I'll direct this to uh, the uh, director of golf uh, superintendent. Uh, and here's one of the questions. Are we going to become self-supporting in your opinion uh, in the next two, three years uh, once that bond's paid off? Uh, you said we had a few years, but I think we only have uh, a couple of years on that. 27, 2027. Three years. November of 27. Okay. So, you know, after that, do you think we'll be self, you know, supporting? I don't, th I don't think so. Not in my opinion. Uh, like Sharon said, there's always going to be some things that we need. Uh, I know in time we're, we're going to need a new roof. We're going to, you know, there's always going to be something we need pieces of equipment. Uh, but I don't, I don't think we'll be self-supporting. I think the way it's run right now is the best way to run it. No, uh, that's my opinion. Okay. Um, I'm all set. All right. Thank you. Uh, if you can just clarify some for me um, that uh, Councilor Bree just said, he just was he just mentioned about the the property, the land and that. But uh, correct me if I'm wrong, this uh, park cannot be sold for development. Uh, it was. Am I correct on that? It has to. Yes. Uh, to Sharon. Parkland. Can you. Sorry. I'm. I, I, I... I don't know the I'm not a lawyer, but I'm pretty sure with any city park land, you cannot take it without replacing it with double. Double you want. But yes. no, wasn't this gifted by a somebody or I, I don't okay. I'm not sure. I thought it was in my opinion, but it can't it's it's park. It's it cannot be just sold for development. Okay. Thank you, because I just want to clarify because that's what I heard and I'll look it up in the future. Okay, now I'm gonna go to I'm gonna go through all the counselors first, then you can talk. Councilor uh, uh, Balak here. Yeah, thank you. Um, Sharon, quick question. Uh, going back to 2021, if we could go back in time, it appears that um, 
there were excess revenues over expenditures. Is there any particular line item that would point as to why that that we had that positive year in, in, in your report? If, if you have it, if, if you don't have it, maybe we could look at that a little bit closer, but I'm just wondering if something different happened in that particular year. Well, it's, Well, we didn't have a golf cart lease. Okay. That's a biggie. The golf cart lease is 150,000 right there. You know, when, when there was a, correct me if I'm wrong, we had, there was years once we, we owned them, right? Once the lease is paid off, we own them and we run them until we need to replace them. Okay. So you take that golf cart lease off of your budget, all of a sudden you're in the black. Okay. So you think that was probably the biggest, the biggest. Well, that's the I... difference between 21 and 23. Okay. All right. Okay, good. All right, thank you. You all set? Okay. Francis Rossi, you got questions? Go ahead. I just I just want to say that I do not golf either. I have no interest in golf. I ran down a golf tournament there for the benefit of the kids of the city of Chicopee, and we did good. That's what supported the program with the police department. Uh I've been up to that course. I drove around on the golf course in my days with as a dare officer. But I right now I believe the time I've gone up there has been one of the most beautiful sights you could have. If I'm not mistaken, the original person that do that was one of our mayors, I think. Uh it was before oh, I can't think of his name. Lysak. Lysak. I think Lysak was interested in that, I think, back then, what I heard. But the courses, I don't hear anybody ever complain about it. And, you know, we're not going to cut their revenues. I realize it makes money. Uh, it continues to make money. And it's a, a benefit for a lot of our seniors and young people. You know, I've been down to senior center and they love it down there. But a lot of them don't like going there. They go golfing. I don't golf at all, so I have no interest how I vote on this. I'm in support of it. Yeah, we're going to spend a little money to keep it going, but I think the, the management of that golf course is unbelievable, and I think it'll stay that way. Uh, we all wish that every department made money, but this is not a money maker. It's, it's a privilege for our citizens, young and old, because there's young people that golf there, Old people love it, and the prices are very reasonable when I talk to some of them that I see. I just want to emphasize that, you know, Frank is president, me as vice president, we do not golf. So how our vote's going to be is going to be on the information that we received. And I'm sure there's a lot more information that could uh, come to being. It's not money that we're going to take from other departments. I mean, it was mentioned before, what are we going to start taking from the police, the fire, uh, building, that's never going to happen. As far as I'm concerned, we'll never cut the police and fire department. And I very rarely will use this phrase, never. But people want to have, when they need a policeman, they want them there. When a fireman, they want a truck there. So that budget in there, I will never touch it. And I'm not embarrassed to say it. Some people think we're going to start cutting all over the place. It's not going to happen. I think this council has been very frugal. We've worked, we've worked with all the department heads, including the treasurer, including our auditor, 
I mean, I go up there sometimes with Sharon, and I have no idea what I'm even talking about sometimes. When I'm done with her, I believe her. She's been there long enough. She has the expertise, and I believe the golf course should be remain the way it is. And again, I'm emphasizing, I do not golf. Thank you. Thank you. Um, okay, I'm going to go next. Being first. Um, it was mentioned in public input, uh, Mike, or um, about um, raising fees. For How are we competitive? Uh, will that help us or hurt us? And what is the plan? Well, I think the plan is and has been uh, for the past several years to increase the fees little by little. Uh, in other words, we generally go up one to two dollars a year on the on the on the daily green fees, and we do have season passes that are out there for residents for non-residents. Uh, anybody can buy a season pass. It's like buying a ski pass. You you pay a a fee in advance for the year, and you can play all year. We do that for, with the golf carts too. And you want to? It's like it's like anything. It's economics. You, you want to go up, but you don't want to. You don't want to go up so much that you're going to scare away uh, the individual, the golfer, to go to another course. And, and we have other great municipal golf courses around us in the area, M many, and, and they're all good. Um, but there are competitions, so you don't want to lose that golfer. So you have to go up little by little. And for the last several years, we've been doing that. We've been going up one to two dollars a year. Uh, we've been going up on carts, you know, a dollar here, a dollar there a year. Our season passes, we've gone up as as little as $25 a year and as much as $200 a year. Uh, ever since the COVID hit back in, in 2020, uh, that was our biggest loss. Like, I mean, you had businesses closing that year. Uh, we were able to, you know, have, have a, you know, make a decent amount of money and we didn't we didn't open the course that year until i think the middle of may uh, so we lost a quarter of our revenue there and we weren't allowed to have carts that year until halfway through the season so th that was a tough year ever since then we've been able to go up little by little not only keep the golfer but bring in more with the great condition of the golf course, bringing more tournaments with the great condition of the golf course. And uh, don't forget, like uh, I think somebody said in public input or maybe uh, Commissioner Roback said, those golfers, uh, whether they're from Chigabee or from China, which we have had golfers from China, they, they will stay in the area, whether it's overnight, if they're here for the weekend, visit our area restaurants. That's the part that doesn't show up in Sharon's report. That money that is going to the city is not in this report. That's what the golf course brings, uh, added revenue right there, so. Okay, thank you. All right, I just wanna tell and again, I know a little bit about it, but since we're doing this publicly, I'd like for people that keep asking me questions that I don't have the answers, is now the, is a golden time to ask it. Can you just uh, talk a minute about the clubhouse, uh, the uh, the food, the liquor license, and all that? How does that all work? Is it? Uh, I know it goes out to bid. Um, can you just explain the whole process real quick and the, what revenue do we get from it? Sure. That basically, uh, the vendor it, it goes out to lease uh, every three years. It go, or goes out to okay. uh, to bid every three years. Um, they lease it from the city. They pay us a monthly rent. 
Uh, our golf season is typically open eight months out of the year, April, the beginning of April to the end of November. And those are the months they pay us the lease. Um, as far as the liquor license, it is held in the golf commission's name, but once we open for business, they take that over. So any liability is on the vendor for that. Okay. And that does, again, that does go out to bid every three years. Okay. So then is there any other way, um, would you say that the city or that would, to raise to revenue? to make more money. Is there anything out there that we could do with that area to raise money? Whether it's golf or maybe there's a side thing that could be done with the property. Again, I've, I've never wa I walked it, um, but but there are you flat out full in the area? I don't know it. Yeah, our, our I mean, our, our revenue comes through rounds of golf and cart fees and a very small percentage from, from the uh, food and beverage, the, the least that they pay us. But the best way for us to, to increase revenue is through golf rounds, through season passes, through carts, and the season pass of the carts. And by going up little by little, that's the best way for us to make revenue. And we do we do have a pro shop. I was just going to say that. We do have a driving range. Mm -hmm. uh, those are basically our two revolving accounts. And what, what I mean by that is, and Sharon can correct me if I'm wrong, we sell merchandise in our pro shop golf balls, hats, uh, apparel, golf clubs, bags, anything for the golfer, our driving range. People can go down there. They don't have to play. Anybody that's driving by can go down there and pay for a basket of balls. We also sell range passes for the, se for the season. The money that is made in each one of those departments, which is the golf, the golf shop and the driving range, uh, that's a way that we can make revenue. For instance, what I mean by that, we just needed two pieces of equipment for, for our golf course. We had so much available funds in there that we were able uh, to go to city council, ask for to use funds out of, the, out of the golf shop and out of the driving range to pay for uh, those two pieces of equipment. So th that's another way that we make money. And, and by the way, that also is not on uh, the fiscal year report that we get from auditing. So that, that is another way we do make money. Although I do have it. <laughs> do you it's have the amount? Not part, it's not part of the general fund, so I don't include it on the golf report because you know the golf course is funded by the tax levy and the revenue they generate goes into the general fund. Do you Revolving have funds are uh, Chapter 4453E and a half. What's that? Revolving funds. And currently um, there are three. You have a balance in your golf advertising account, and that was started years ago when they were selling bricks. I don't know if anybody remembers that, but there's there's still a a balance in there of over ten thousand dollars. And we and we also do sell um, tea monuments right. to the local businesses that want to put their advertising on our teas. And currently, you know, the pro shop account is kind of you know forty four fifty three e and a half revolvings are supposed to be program related. You you charge a fee you know, like for the golf pro shop to replenish, to sell, to replenish, but anything where there's a profit, it can be expended for any lawful purpose. That's why they appropriate it when they need to buy a, a, a piece of equipment. There's, there's $76,808 in there. 
and their driving range has just under $40,000 when somebody rents a bucket of balls and, you know, and they use that money if they have to replace netting or whatever, anything, any cost related to the driving range or for any other purpose, if there's a piece of equipment to go around and pick up the balls, whatever. So there's about 120000 in that account. And they also have a, uh, a donation account with a small amount of money in it. $4,297 is sitting in there. Mm -hmm. So there's about 131 in their in their funds that are other than general fund. And they, and they can use that money to buy equipment through the city they council. It, yes. Or stuff like that. Okay. Um, I'm going to go around one more time with the city council. Then we'll uh, enter, have you speak if you would like again, if you wanted to talk. Uh, Shane, do you have any other comments before mm -hmm. my last round? No, thank you. You're welcome. Gary? I'm all set. Thank you. George? Also, Bob, just one question. And everything you just told us about the revolving accounts, any of that money, which has come to approximately $135,000, the golf commissioners have to come before the council to use any of that money. Am I correct? So they, they can't just not, use it. If it's for the program, program. they can expend things. If they want to use it for another purpose they come to city council so that's okay. not that's not being shown as their income is it no it isn't no they're so set up in a different fund they're it's not part of golf revenue in the general fund when we're saying are they are they in the black or are they in the red they're revolving funds they're in a different accounting okay. fund separate each one has its is set up separately where we track the revenues and any expenditures. And basically what it's been used for is to buy merchandise for the pro shop, or they come to the city council and they've used it to purchase equipment when they've needed to. When and when they and that's what they've done when they've had ample monies to be able to do so, rather than take it from uh free cash or stabilization fund. One just question to Mike. Anytime you've come before the council, have we ever denied you money from that revolving account? Not to my knowledge. For the course. No, every mm -hmm. time I think we come, you, you, the council has okayed uh, whatever we need from those accounts to purchase. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. And my, my I'm going to finalize with one question. It was brought up at public input. Um, does any city councilors serve on any of your commissions? Any the city councilors? At the current time, no. Nobody. Nope. Was there before? Nope. Not, okay. not while I was. Okay, I didn't think so. And if it did, I would like to know that. Good question. Okay. With that being said, commissioners, you want, you had your hand up for a minute. I'll give you one more round. Of, yeah. Oh yeah. I, I, I kind of come up with a couple of items here. First of all, I want to clarify something too. Um, you're talking about the city councils being on the golf course. Uh, I've been hearing uh, in the last month or two, uh, go ahead, the commissioners are all done with their free golf. I want to make it quite and clear right here. Nobody gets free golf at Chigabee Country Club. Nobody. Like that ad. Nobody beats Chigabee Country Club. There's no, everybody pays except the players at Chigabee Comp and Chigabee High School, the teams. They practice there. Michael gives them pointers. They use the range and they use the uh, uh, putting green. But nobody on the outside that we know of unless they cut through the fence, plays free golf. And um, the um, and also on the fees, our fees are adjusted, but we always take in consideration of the resident because we know the resident does pay taxes in the city. So the resident's fee will always be a little bit lower than the non-resident. Uh, non 
And um, the other thing is, Sherry, I just got to go. How much percent of our budget is of the city budget? Probably less than 1%. Less than 1% of the city budget? Just around 1%, yeah. Okay, thank you. Um, and also, we don't get any grants. We, 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 we try to pursue them. Stay to your mic. Get closer to your mic. You're fading away from the mic. Microphone. Yeah. Oh, please. city grants. Uh, we we pursue them, but we can't find them. You know. I mean, believe me, we try. Uh, we're, it's not like we're not trying to get uh, city grants. There's nothing out there for golf courses. If anybody has anything uh, like in that area, please come to us. Come to Michael. We'll we'll gradually we'll, we'll be more than happy to pursue this kind of a thing. Um, and also the city, the city gets a lot of state grants and stuff like that for a couple of years. And, and um, then it go, they go away and the city ends up paying for it. I mean, I don't really, I wish we had that kind of a thing, but we don't have it. Um, and also we do go through, sometimes we do for maintenance. We have no maintenance department to work on, on the physical, the buildings and stuff like that, the, uh, you know, the heating, the air. We have to contract that out. We we don't have anybody that'll actually come in and do it. Um, once in a while, the superintendent uh, of the, the schools, um, he would, would help us out, but they're so busy now, they can't even do that. Superintendent of DPW, they would come up um, and do some forestry work for us once in a while, in, in the off season in the winter. Uh, they're down to a couple of men in the department um, and they really can't give us any time. So we have to pay for that now. Uh, trees come down, there's some thinning and we need some brush cutting to get uh, around greens and stuff to get some airflow. Uh, you need airflow is very important around the greens and tea boxes. So um, th those are why we do have to go out to contract. It's not because we want to, because we have to. Um, I, I I think that's going to be it on me, I believe. Oh, important. I did say about the, uh, a the AGGA tournament, the local reported economic impact in 2023 was $346,899. And since um, uh, 2018, they've brought in $1,198,307 into the area. We ask them every year for uh, an impact report and, and they gladly give us one. They tell us um, which states were representative, the player field, uh, the net visitors on the course, country's representative. And uh, basically they kind of break down the visitor spending, administrative costs and, and stuff like that. It's not like they just come in there and play golf. They, uh, we, we do benefit from them, the city benefits for them. And I believe that I, um, I'm done. Your, your time is up. My time's up. Okay. Seeing, <laughs> seeing that's God. done. Uh, the committee's done. The city council, I believe, is done. I'll take a, I'll take a motion. Motion to place on file. Motion made in second to place on file. Roll call. Laflam? Yes. Zigarowski? Yes. Balakir? Yes. Brooks? Yes. Labrie? Yes. And the motion passes. Councilor Brooks is uh, by Zoom. Okay, um, I'd like to first thank uh, the cons uh, the commissioners for coming in to explain a lot of this and the auditor for coming in tonight to explain it.
Um, I know it's a difficult thing to do um, to come in in front of everybody, have all the answers, but I encourage city councilors, uh, uh, as I say, when I got sworn in as president of the board, and I'll say it again, if you need something, please reach out to the commissioners uh, or the department heads. They can help you with some of these answers. Um, if not, you have the right to bring it before the board and uh, have a pub. We're done. One last thing. No, we're done. It's closed. Um, so please do that if you can. Okay. I'm sorry. Once we close, we close it. We already took a vote. Oh, okay. We just want to invite a motion for a tour. Motion to approve the minutes of October 24th, 2024. Motion made second to approve the minutes of, I'm sorry, what? Uh, October 24th, 2024. October 24th, 2023. That, that should be, excuse yeah, me, gentlemen, that, that should be 23. I got it. Yeah, I got it. It's a misprint. Sorry. No, no, it's 23. Okay. Roll call. Laflam? Yes. Zigarowski? Yes. Balakir? Yes. Brooks? Yes. Labrie? Yes. And the motion passes. Okay. I'll take a motion to adjourn. Motion to adjourn. Motion made and second to adjourn. Roll call. Laflam? Yes. Zigarowski? Yes. Balakir? Yes. Brooks? Yes. Labrie? Yes. And the motion passes. Have a good night, everybody. Thank you for coming.